This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditch the norm to live their best life and become location independent. This week I speak with Erica Duran, who is a business coach, digital marketing expert, and minimalist. Erica works with entrepreneurs who are ready to make money while they work from anywhere. She believes that creating systems and structures will allow you to have the freedom to work three-day work weeks and still continue to have consistent income. Erica has been able to create her own freedom by selling most of her belongings and taking long-term workations where she can travel and work from anywhere. Listen on to find out how to take a permanent workation and create consistent income from remote coaching. today I'm here with Erica Duran. Hey Erica, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming back. So Erica and I actually recorded this episode before and I am such a dunce. I did something wrong. So she was so kind enough to come back to speak with me. So you're so nice. <laughs> oh no, it's always better the second time. I was even on that huge So Money podcast and the same thing happened. <laughs> I know that's the world of podcasting for you. You never know what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> Erica, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, well, I think I have a pretty offbeat life in the fact that I'm a minimalist and everything I own fits in my Jeep and I travel around uh, as a digital nomad. Uh, with my two dogs, and we stay at Airbnbs and resorts that sponsor my podcast. How did you start becoming a digital nomad? What gave you that idea? I knew that it could be done probably around 2004-ish, because I was commuting to a corporate job then, and I, I would drive an hour both ways in traffic to sit at a computer that was the same computer I had at home, I could have done all of my work at home. Why was I driving, you know, an hour back and forth and dealing with coworkers and all the politics and everything to work at a computer that I had at home? It was crazy to me. So I knew that it was possible back then. And then I finally took the leap. I had an uh, in-person professional organizing business, and then I weaned them off being in person and started doing organizing by Skype. So doing virtual organizing sessions. And then from there, it just evolved into business coaching and consulting. So you were doing what Marie Kondo is telling everybody to do right now, <laughs> way before it was even a thing. Yeah, I guess so. She's pretty popular right now. I don't agree with everything that she does. But yeah, if she's getting people to get rid of their junk, I'm all for it. <laughs> now, what were the first steps that you took in order to follow this dream that you had to leave your corporate life to be location independent? Uh, to leave corporate, it wasn't much of a, a long term plan or anything. I basically got back from a vacation with my husband at the time, we went to Seattle, and then I came back to work, and the place was just in chaos. It was a lot of finger pointing and politics and backstabbing, 
And I called my husband at the time, I called him and told him what was going on. And he's like, well, just, just leave. And so I packed up the few things I had there and, and left at lunch really quietly and, and didn't go back after lunch. And it was, it was a pretty big job. It was, I was in control of the Western region of the United States and Hawaii for um, a big hotel chain doing their marketing. And so it wasn't like I was a front desk clerk or something. It was a pretty big job. And I just walked out and didn't really say anything and started from there. But when I was in that job, I was always kind of doing something on the side, like getting my securities license or getting my life insurance license or real estate or investing um, programs and things like that. So I always kind of had my foot out the door anyway. How did you get the courage to do that? I know all of us get frustrated with our job, right? At some (laughs) point or another, and some more than others. How did you do that? How did you leave? How did you take the leap? It was purely listening to my gut um, and not going to live like that anymore kind of attitude, uh, which is how I run my business is a lot from my gut and intuition and feeling my way through things. So I, I wish I could tell you a better strategy or the 10 mm-hmm. steps, or but it's not. It, any decision in my business or my life is, is usually is based on gut. Now let's go back to what you're currently doing now. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I know you're doing a lot of consultation and also organizing. How did you actually get into that? Well, I was, like I said, a professional organizer in Orange County, California, in-person organizer that went to your house and helped you declutter and organize things. Uh, And we would go to networking meetings with all the other organizers in town. And I just really embraced technology before it was kind of a thing, before Facebook was around. And uh, I'm going to make myself sound really old, but, you know, we didn't have social media or anything. So I always loved technology. And when when technology did come around, I just swarmed over to it and started marketing on it right away, building my email list and that kind of stuff. And then at these networking meetings for professional organizers, everyone's asking me how to do this and how to do that and how to build a landing page and how to do all these things. So I kind of merged into business coaching just by helping people that were asking me for help and listening to what they needed and then figuring it out and giving it to them. So it was kind of, it wasn't a clear transition. It was pretty messy. So I was doing both things. And then I kept adding on from there. And then people would, uh, eventually, I got out of the professional organizing realm, because people were referring outside of that little clan. So I got out of that. And now I can coach and consult pretty much anybody. So you've had a few businesses. What has been the most effective way for you to market your business and your company and your services? For me, it's it's just the one-to-one conversation. I'm an introvert and I have a lot of videos and podcasts and everything like that, but really the one-to-one conversation and the art of that, I don't think it's salesy or sleazy or anything. There's really an art to it. And uh, I think that's close the most business for me if that's what you're asking also my my business used to come about 80 percent from Facebook but now we've built a SEO platform 
that I can maybe talk about later that is bringing in a lot more leads and clients for us now. How were you able to think about that and start actually start a program and a service just with that? And it's really unique. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, the program is called Google Bait, which is a new way of doing SEO, and that's a one-to-one service. And then we built, um, basically, to explain it easy, is an app called LeadBait, where people can log in and build their perfect SEO pages with our app. And the reason we built this was because, honestly, I had this batch of kind of whiny clients that wouldn't market to save their life. They would get their website up and they would get their Twitter going and they would take their pictures and do their photo shoots and write their copy and do send emails, but they wouldn't reach out and sell or reach out directly to people. So we're, we're like, how can we get these clients more leads because we really want our clients to be successful how can we get them more leads if they won't kind of hustle themselves so we're just basically outsourcing all the hustle to google and built this platform we we're kind of recycling the platform we built for my organizing business it was a online consignment store where we sold people's clutter and that software was able to get our stuff above ebay so eight years later, we're, we have this problem again, and we build uh, Google Bait and Lead Bait out of it. That is such a great idea, and it's turning a problem and creating a solution for it, which gave you this new business idea, which is amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been pretty fun because I always saw people with the software as a service product, and I, I could never think of one, and then, you know, there you go. It just evolves. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a really good idea, too, that a lot of people will be able to use in their business. Yeah, yeah, it works for anyone that wants to be found on Google, even if you're a dentist or something. <laughs> you've gone through a lot and, you know, from your corporate to now your different businesses and you've learned so much. But what has been the biggest setback that you have encountered and how do you usually handle them? Um, the biggest setback is the feast or famine that happens pretty much to everyone in the beginning of their business because you always get that big client or you get a few clients in a row and then you're like I've made it and then it all falls apart again and I wish more people would have told me that it is going to go up and down you're not you're you haven't made it (laughs) when you when you first start getting clients and they always say that marketing consistency equals consistent clients but that's that's a cliche and it's not always true things happen and there can still be feasts and famines later on when you're even earning at a higher level so just knowing that it comes in cycles would have been a better thing to know back then It's always an up and down when you're on an entrepreneur. One day you're really high and then the next day you're your lowest of low. So you never know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. How can somebody who's going to do this or they're in the middle of those highs and lows, how can we help each other alleviate that problem? Like what can make that easier for all of us? Well, there is some truth to the marketing consistency that obviously helps but also trying to learn how to detach your 
emotions from your bank account or not letting the outside world dictate what's going on in your inner emotions just basically stabilizing yourself like a like a ship has stabilizers because the highs aren't always as high as they feel and the lows aren't always as bad as they seem or feel and so just it's hard it's all mindset it's it's stabilizing that peace and um, getting through it. And, you know, a little, a little bit of hustle wouldn't hurt either in those times where you're, the business isn't exactly coming in or maybe trying a new marketing style or thing like webinars or something, but don't try 12 different things. <laughs> you know, focus on one thing that is speaking to you or calling to you. <laughs> now, what has been the worst advice that you have ever received? Uh, the worst advice is just that there's, it's not even advice. It's like an, there's an air out there to do things a certain way. There's a lot of so-called internet marketing rules. And the the secret is there's really no rule or one right way to do thing or one three-step system that's going to change your life. It's, there's none of that is real. <laughs> you can do your business any way you want. You can market any way you want. You can not be on Twitter. You cannot have to do Facebook lives. You don't have to do things the way everyone's saying to do them. Or a lot of times my clients will try something and it doesn't work for them, but that doesn't mean that it won't work for the next client or that they can, it'll work for them if they just tweak this one thing. It's just a big experiment to see what is going to work for what client and no one has all the answers. Yeah, and I think that's what we all struggle with is finding out what's going to work for us specifically in our business. And I think sometimes there's just so much information out there that you don't know where to find the right one. But like you said, there's really no secret to it. You just have to do the work and experiment. Yeah, do the work and experiment and follow your gut. If you absolutely hate live video and public speaking, maybe don't do that, even though whoever is on the podcast is telling you to do that and <laughs> maybe maybe you should maybe do blogging instead or or do something else now how were you able to finance this chosen business that you have from the start and how do you continue to create income today from the very start it was literally selling my house and all the things in it and minimalizing to fund the first little launch of my in-person organizing business and keep me you know living in a pretty nice beach apartment while my business was growing so i i sold everything uh now we have different revenue streams of all sorts it, mostly the big chunk of our revenue comes from coaching and consulting we have digital products we have group programs we have vip retreats we have a, a lot of affiliate agreements, and then we have some things that are kind of quiet that we don't really talk about that are just bad old school business deals that we know something and somebody wants something built and we just kind of do it for them. Like a true entrepreneur, you have so many different streams of income. You're not just relying on one. Exactly. Yeah. So let's fast forward to 30 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Yeah, I hope I'm remembered for 
inspiring people to really do what they want and go after what they want and don't I said this on another show like don't be a couchpreneur like if you want to do if you want to do it I've seen every idea come to me work it didn't work all the time in the way the person originally thought it would we had to do some tweaks or whatever or pivots but every idea works and so if you know that then why not go for it and I've always had a ton of uh, deaths around me in my life, family, pets, everything, friends, suicide, all kinds of deaths going on around me all the time. And so that really always reminds me that life is short and what are we waiting for? And especially when you have all of that happening around you, I mean, how do you go up from that usually, Erica, when you have so many tragedies that you have no control over? Yeah, it was a swarm a couple years ago. I was in the middle of a divorce. My dad had cancer. My dog had cancer. I got sick from mold in an apartment I was in. I was in a really bad place a couple years ago. And then the deaths just kept coming after that. Other pets passed with pretty bad um, diseases and my friend committed suicide and it's just on and on and on and it's finally kind of calmed down now. And when you're faced with that, how do you deal with it? Looking back, I don't know how I did what I did because it was such chaos and there was so much going on. And I remember though, taking my little laptop to the vet office because my one of my dogs had to go to chemotherapy every other week. And I remember sitting there for like four hours, just blogging and learning things on my laptop. And just, so I was always doing something even in the middle of all the chaos. But I was like, when I look back now, I was like, oh my God, how did I do that? Kind of like when you look back um, now at, I don't know if you do, but I look back at college and I was like, how was I in full classes at college, full load of classes, working full time at Disneyland, planning a wedding, exercising every day? How are they doing all that? (laughs) Sometimes it's amazing what we're all capable of and we don't know what we are really capable of until something happens, right? right? Some tragedy or some loss happens and you just have to go on and then sometimes running your business can actually give you that time away from thinking about all the stuff that's happening around you and it's a little bit of an escape as well that's true that's probably more true of what was happening I just threw myself into work (laughs) so let's get to some fun questions Erica Some people like myself, I nerd out on interviewing inspiring people like you and hiking. What about you? What do you nerd out on? Well, I agree with you there with the hiking. I love hiking and I, I want to learn um, stand-up paddleboarding and all when I go to um, Colorado in the next couple weeks. But I really geek out on internet business tools like Expertise TV and Zoom and all kinds of different software platforms, online platforms for entrepreneurs. I just love finding things that save time. And then I get to share it with my audience and my clients, how to use it and how I'm using it. And yeah, that's what I geek out on. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what has been the most helpful and useful tools that you have used for your business that you can share with us? 
It's funny. I um, just threw myself this whole past weekend into testing and learning a new platform, and I just mentioned it called expertise.tv. It is amazing for any kind of coach or service-based entrepreneur, and it's if you, especially if you like um, selling by webinars, because it puts every, it, it takes all my other tools away. I don't need Acuity anymore. I don't need Webinar Ninja. I don't need there's like five different tools that I don't need because it's all built in. Oh, I don't need Aweber anymore. It's just it's amazing. It's you you get to build all these little communities, but it's like. It's like email list 2.0. Like email list is so 2018. And this is like you're building little, <laughs> it's your email list, but it's a community and it's all connected with all your other tools and your scheduling tool. And people can hit a button and book an hour with you. And it's amazing. <laughs> that is such an amazing program. We're definitely going to check that out. And I'll put that onto our show notes as well. Okay. Yeah. Now, Having traveled to so many different places, what has been the most life-changing encounter you have ever had? I would say the most life-changing was doing my podcast launch and uh, having the Hilton Waikoloa in Hawaii host that because that kind of built my whole brand into a kind of Hawaiian luxury brand and because such a big company wanted to work with me, I felt more certain and confident after that. And then, of course, I got a ton of clients because the videos and the the podcast and everything was such a big deal because it was hosted there. It made it a bigger deal. So that was really a, the life-changing kind of trip that I had. And that was I think it was January 2017. So it wasn't too long ago. It might, it might have been 2016. That's amazing. Congratulations on that still. So <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> that's a good deal for you. You got business, you got, you know, you got more um, projects coming in because of that. So that was amazing. That was a good collaboration. Yeah, I always try to do, make the most out of things like that. Like that was video, filming videos, podcasting, a ton of social media. Like I, I kind of squeezed everything out of that. And I even do it like with the photo shoot I did last week. I not I did business pictures. I did Instagram pictures. I did family pictures as well on the side. So I like had the photographer say, we're going to do every picture we could think of. <laughs> Is there any question that you wish people asked you more of? The minimalism thing, they kind of ask me questions about that, but I wanted to really show people literally this is all I have. So I became an Amazon influencer and put everything I owned on there um, so people could see exactly what I had and then buy it for themselves if they wanted to. So I guess that it would be... It would be interesting for me to see other minimalists and and what they have. And so I think people should ask me that too. <laughs> and I'm sure you don't have a lot of stuff because you, you know, you're the minimalist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's not too much stuff on there. Just a lot of electronics for work and um, healthy items, kitchen items that you can't find everywhere. So I have to take it with me and just, you know, the kind of vegan like beauty products and things like that that I have. 
So what are you working on currently that is really exciting to you? Currently, I am super excited to, not to mention it again, but moving all my stuff to this one platform, expertise.tv, uh, and just having this, everything like so linked and more of a community than just an email list. That's exciting to me. And then we are doing some pretty large deals in Colorado. That's why I'm going to go there. One of our clients actually got funded. They're, they're so excited. They got funded for $23 million. So my uh, business partner and I are going to help them build their company. So that's super exciting. I haven't quite worked with such a large company that has that kind of funding as of yet. So it's going to be a new experience. That is so exciting. Congratulations. So this is so much great things happening for you. I That's know. incredible. Maybe it's turned, <laughs> turned around from everyone passing away. <laughs> no, it all turned around. You worked hard. You kept pushing and this is what it gets you. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? All of my links are connected and everything I'm doing is on ericaduran.co. That's always updated. And I'm primarily on Instagram. So come join over there. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Erica, for speaking with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was, it was fun the second time too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this interview with Erica. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with Erica where she shares how to succeed as an online entrepreneur. episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.